my. Me and you, baby, going one-on-one. Now, this is the last chance for us to get off, for you to get loose or you ought to get lost. You already know what it is. We live. It's 12.45 midnight. It's your boy Marcus in the field podcast with my cousin Deontay here, here with us. Funky, you can't get got big cuzzo on the line. What up, though? More like my big bro, for real. You know, I ain't never had no big brother, but he was the closest one. Damn near, like, nine months apart. You feel me? But uh, I played this song right here because this take me back to when we was kids. My uncle, his daddy, um, used to put us on, like, Houdini, uh, Eric B. Rakim, all the old mm-hmm. schools. When we was uh, getting ready for them Cub games, <laughs> we was getting ready for them Cub games. He definitely threw on five minutes of funk right here, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and you know cut that off. Just wanted to throw that on. What was we say? First off, man, let's toast it up real quick. You know, toast up to Cuzzo, my big bro. Life crazy right now, man. So <clears throat> let's have fun. Let's live, man. So. Uh, shit, man, we're just going to keep it real basic, bro. Um, you know, a lot of y'all pretty much think y'all know the Barrooms, but y'all don't really know the Barrooms, man. <laughs> not, a, not even. <laughs> <laughs> not even, bro. So, um, what's up, man? How you feeling, bro? I'll, uh, I'm good. I'm good, how man. How y'all feeling during this quarantine, man? Uh, we smooth. We smooth. Everything smooth. Southern. Just, just taking it one day at a time. Practicing social distancing, you know, mm-hmm. just really trying to understand what's really going on for real. Right. And, you know, it kind of hit home with us because we had some personal or you had some personal with your wife, Toy, catching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but, she did have it. but she doing all right, though. Yeah, she doing good. She's doing better. Which is crazy, bro. People catching it, not even knowing that they got it. And living with it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't being like being straight. But um, growing up, dog, growing up, um, if you if you if you could, um, I guess like summarize in one word or a few words how we grew up. What would you say? What would that word be? Or a few words? What would that be? Uh, you would say that one more time. You static here a little bit. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. All right. Um, if you had to like one word, couple words, um, to summarize how we grew up, what what would that word be or those words? Be? Um, I would have to say we wasn't silver spoon, but we wasn't. Poverty, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we was like in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. We we lived in the slums, but we weren't no slums. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. Which I feel like that's a story for a few people. Um, looking back on our neighbors and people that we grew up with, like yeah, it was the hood, it was the slums, but we had those people that kind of, I guess, was in our class of well, yeah, we in the hood, but. We ain't no hoods. Like mm-hmm. we can, we ain't like scrambling for no food, food stamps, nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, we had, 
you know, we was humbled, humbled enough, but still had that, that grit and just growing up in that environment, you know what it was. So not silver spoon, but like you said, in, in the middle, middle class, we always tried to remain middle class at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, with that, you know, what would, what, what stands out in your childhood? Like if you, one, one memory, like you always, I guess, will like just randomly either think about, or you can be like, damn, I got, I vividly remember like, it could be funny, sad, whatever it is. Like you can like I vividly remember this memory. Man, it's it's so many, but far as family wise, um well it would just be not just us, but like I said, family wise, shoot. Waking up in the morning, hitting them thanks, hitting that Thanksgiving Day parade. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking, walking over facts. walking over to walking to Woolworth. Right there around the corner, hitting the Thanksgiving Day parade. Coming back, eating good and watching them bum-ass lions. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I definitely would have to point to something like that, too, man. Like, we live downtown right across from the Children's Hospital where we were, like, in the hub. So, like, whenever it was, like, mm-hmm. a holiday or whatever it is that's going on, we right there. So, like, we can easily walk to wherever. Um, and we was always a part of that. That was a good one. I definitely uh, uh-huh. did like the, the Thanksgiving parades. Obviously, when we get older, it get cold. We ain't even trying to do all that, bro. We ain't even trying to do all that. You remember the last time you went to a Thanksgiving parade? Man, it's been so... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you, bro. I, I couldn't probably even say. tell you. Probably since, I, probably since we lived in the, where in we the lived at. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably what, 10, 11? Something like that, eleven, twelve, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Thanksgiving parades. And could you imagine though it being now like what we're so done up? They got what we're looking way better than what it looked like when we went to the parades. Mm. Like Detroit on the come up. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I hear that gentrifying it really, really nice. That backyard ain't ain't no park. No basketball. Yeah, no basketball court. Yeah, the basketball court is gone. Yeah. Basketball the basketball court, court gone. Basketball court is gone. Um, the park gone. Um, basically that whole football field where we our very first football football experience had right behind the house. Good transition. Mm-hmm. Man, yo, podcasting. I'm getting real good at it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so uh yeah, so our our very first time playing football was literally behind our house. Um mm-hmm. Was it the East Side Tigers, Northeast? Like, what was their name? I know where they was Tigers. I never know if they were like East Side Tigers. I, don't know what the I guess we, I guess we would be considered. They would have been considered the East Side Tigers. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can't. I swear, I can't remember. Like in Pal, them saying we about to play the East Side Tigers. East Side Tigers. Yeah. No, I was just uh, the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really know what they was because, like, West Side Cubs, obviously. I mean, we was on the, we later. were on the east side of Woodward, so right. It technically would be, but still don't even know the name of Pal. But nonetheless, uh, we played for the Tigers. Um, I was six; he was seven. Um, the age was seven, right? Or was it six? I think they let me play anyway. Yeah, the age was seven, eight. 
Yeah. Okay. So to be able to play age was seven, you had to be at least seven. Um, I was six, but I got thrown in there anyway. Big cousin going, you going. He playing, you playing. So that's how it was, you know. Um, trying to think what number I had. I think I had a single digit. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you might have had a single digit too. Number two? I think so, yeah. Might have been number two. I just know them blue, them blue and orange jerseys had me feeling like I was a Florida Gator. Back then. I don't know why. But shout out to Florida. Y'all be patient. Cause I got a house for the kids, man. No, we good. We good. <laughs> you know, moving into the new crib. You know. Not everybody fortunate enough to be moving during this quarantine. So, you know, black man making it happen for the fam. Yeah, you man. It. You see it. Trying to trying to come up on better things in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um so so playing for the Tigers, you remember your uh your your first like football moment like with the Tigers, like man, I'm playing football. Like what? Because you know, like with our pops, with both our dads, um it was kind of like like we ain't have a choice. Like, you know, we was mm-hmm. as you know, most I guess fathers would be with kids that they got six, seven years old. Like, you know, you want to see what they got. Like we playing football, but right. even still, like y'all playing football, but y'all gonna learn to love it. Like <laughs> we ain't just had that love of the game genuinely. Nah. They like we had to they forced us to love the game of football, which I kinda appreciated them for it because <laughs> we turned out to be damn good. So Yeah, I remember my my. I would have to say, probably starting the way of cutting the sleeve off and putting it on the head. We definitely started that wave over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely cutting the sleeve cut. off the old t-shirt yeah. and, and putting it on the head. Yeah, that was the original uh, head or uh, bandana. Yeah, bandana. Um, do rag head cap, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it, that you put up under your helmet. Um, we was definitely doing that, and we definitely started the antenna wave. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't really get into it that much, but like I did it a few times, but that wasn't really, I don't know, wasn't really my swag. No, it really wasn't my style. I ain't get too crazy in like other like other people did. They had the antennas all hanging like yeah. deer antlers and different shit. colored tape and all different colored tape. I mean, just might just come up just a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. I just wanted to, you know, like pass the helmet, like you know, yeah. go go past the helmet a little bit to where you standing mm-hmm. up. Nigga got some hang time. Um, so long story short, you know, we was with the Tigers. Um, I think we played a season. Uh, that would be considered the C team. Um, or no, D team. D team. D team. Um, mind you, again, the age was seven, but I was six <laughs> playing on the D team. <laughs> um, so I got I got thrown in there early. So we played with the Tigers, and then we left and went to the Vikings. 
literally for one day. For one day. Well, it probably wasn't even. It probably was like for a week, maybe. Because I remember we did scrimmage. We scrimmaged the cool. I remember we scrimmaged the Cougars when we played for the Vikings. I don't think I participated because I I literally remember us being there like boom boom like we was in. And yeah, we was it, out. it was we was we definitely was in and out. I remember us going to practice. We had no helmets. We had to practice with no helmets. Right. I remember yeah. I, yeah. I was. I was going through practice. I hit my head on on another little nigga, had a little knot. I remember that. <laughs> and then I remember the little scrimmage we had against the Cougars at their little spot off of Wyoming. And, uh, right by our barbershop. Yeah, our old little barbershop. Northwest Activity Center. That's what it's called. Shout out to mm-hmm. shout out to the West Side Cougars, Northwest yep. Activity Center. Shout out to Lamaris. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Lamaris. Yep. <laughs> No, no, if you're still there, but you know, shout out to Lamar's on Wyoming by the Cougars Field. Next, um, right, right next to Mumford. Can't yep, miss it. Yep, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, we was with the Vikings. Um, we left the Vikings, and then that's how we ended up with the West Side Cubs. Now, I really don't know that backstory, how that happened. Do you? You know how, like, no, I, I don't, we, I don't even we, know <laughs> how we got introduced to the Cubs, right. Or how he, how we even made it that way because that was so far from mm-hmm. our jurisdiction, like our home. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. the Tigers was, was right in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. It was about a good to McCabe Field. It was about a good 25 minute drive. Um, and even with the the Vikings, like they played at Murray Wright or practiced at Murray Wright, mm-hmm. that wasn't far from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely going out to the Cubs was it was kind of crazy, but. I guess ultimately ended up being the best for us looking back on it, how our football careers progressed because we ended up playing for at the time. We didn't know it, or at least I didn't that we playing for, you know, one of the best teams, the in best pal. team in pal ever. <laughs> right. And <laughs> at all ages, like A, B, yeah. C, D, all ages, West side Cubs, you know, um, you know, we was young. We ain't really get caught up into that stigma. Oh, they cheating, blah, blah, blah. But look, bro, them niggas did look kind of old as hell, bro. <laughs> like on the 18. <laughs> like being being a little D-teamer, bro. Yeah, being, they did. Being seven yeah. and eight and looking at them 18, they was like, yo. <laughs> like, y'all yeah. big as hell, bro. Y'all big as hell. Grown as fuck. Beers and shit. Like, what the <laughs> What kill me is what motherfuckers say We had people driving to the game Like our players driving to the game I hate what you're saying Niggas niggas weren't driving to the game bro Like y'all y'all Niggas may have had beards but Right facts facts. Yeah cause what 18 18 that's what That's 13 right 13 14 You like You know what I'm saying 8th grade, ninth grade. Yeah, yep, yep. So, JV. I mean, so you bound to, you know, certain dudes bound to have Hit some puberty. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But um, so we with the Cubs. Um, I'm on a D team. I'm playing quarterback, number one, numero uno. You know, shout out to all my <laughs> D team boys. Um, number one, stand uh, uh Yes, sir. Uh, my boy Mike. Um, my boy Didi. Uh, who else is on that team? Dixon, rest in peace. Um, my boy Ricky Bell, my boy Ricky Bell, um, who else? My man's, uh, my man's rapping now, Scoob. I can't win it. I can't think of my man's name, bro. Goodson. Goodson, y'all. Goodson. Shout out my man, man Goodson. Skywalker. Yeah, Yeah. Skywalker, I see you, boy. Yeah, hope you see this too, fam. I'm gonna need you on the pod, bro. Um, shit, yeah, we, our, our D-team squad was lit, bro. Um, we had good coaches. 
um, me being at that quarterback, having number one. Um, now, I broke my pinky probably like mid-season. I remember because um, I came back when we played the Buccaneers, and I had both. My, I had my pinky. I broke my left pinky. I had this boy taped. So I had to play quarterback like this. I probably missed like two games at max, probably two. Um, came back against the Buccaneers, and I had a quarterback sweep, boom, busted up, touchdown. And from that moment on, I wasn't scared to play with an injury, even though my injury was not football-related. <laughs> you remember how I got it? You remember how I broke my pinky? No. No? <laughs> so, I remember how you broke your collarbone. Yeah, we get to that one. <laughs> uh, but my pinky, my mom – it was some family reunion, some picnic thing at a park. It was on the boss house. Yep. We, uh, I was with my sister Erin. Uh, shocked that my daddy let her come, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> me and her there, and, you know, I'm in a little bounce house, whatever, kids tossing the football around, and it was time for the next kids to come in. So we leaving out, and, you know, kids, they pushing whatever, and lo and behold, my ass got pushed out. I tried to break my fall. Boom. Pinky break and so I broke I broke it, got up like I ain't feeling it. And then me and Aaron just sitting down at the picnic table. I'm holding my wrist crying. Like I don't know what I ain't know what to do. Broke my pinky. But um but yeah, I had a good D team year. Um we lost in the championship um to the damn Cowboys, I think. I think it was to the Cowboys. I got that picture of me handing the ball off to Ricky Bell. Um, that they had at our banquet, that picture back in Sterling Heights, that shit at the at my pop's crib. Um, but I think it was to because you know the D team championship, it was like a tournament, like they play on mm-hmm. each half, each mm-hmm. half of the field or whatever. Uh, we we squoze by our first game, and then the championship, like I said, we lost. Um, I think it was to the Cowboys. I don't know. Somebody had to refresh my memory. Um, but your C team year, how was uh? How was how was your first year on the C team? Because I think that you had a you was like playing right, like you started uh, single digit all uh, that, right? or not? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. first my first year on the C team, yeah. That's when I uh, that's when the five broke out. That's when that's mm-hmm. when I solidified. I remember the five. I, rem- I remember that picture. You had them black I, uh, gloves on. Yeah, yeah, I solidified the five. That's that was my first number ever. That's the only number. Well, that's not the only number I've ever wore, but that's the mainly the only number I ever wore. Facts. But uh, yeah, that's when fire broke out. And uh, but my first year on the C team, it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned a lot from the other guy, from the guys, from the ten year old guys. Mm-hmm. I was nine, of course. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from uh, Bo, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Dion, he my age, but he still was considered a vet because he was the tallest one on the team. Yeah, Shout out to Dion. Shout out to Dion Sims. Just retired too, man. Congrats, bro. Retired, congrats. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty smooth selling. And then once I I I showed my work ethic with them guys, you know what I'm saying. Then they accepted me. You know what I'm saying. I was I was a a good decent running back with uh, my first year. I also played a little bit of defense and kickoff. You know what I'm saying. And I remember. One place specifically where on kickoff, and I said I was going to just run through somebody. I didn't even know who. I just said I was going to run through somebody. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember I just ran through the dude and tackled the person who caught the ball on kick return. And I just started, you remember Brian Dawkins used to do the, mm-hmm. do the eagle flap and clapping his hands. I just mm-hmm. hit with the Brian Dawkins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then from that point on, that's when, that's when I gained my name for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Started to see the love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously starting to see pops get happy, which as a kid, you know, that's all we ever want to do. Make the parents happy. But um that first year y'all won y'all went to the um silver dome right we did we did was that the next year no i went the next year it wasn't the next it was year only we B-team. didn't go it was your yep, B- only my b team year i never played at the silver dome oh no i yeah, never stepped field. foot at the, i never field. stepped foot at the silver dome i always wanted four to field. because i was like dang i can wear gym shoes down there yeah, i ain't right. gotta wear cleats yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying that, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. but uh once I hit the B team, after that, for the next three years, I was four field. Right. Yep. Yep. I, I had a four field experience too. Um, yeah, that was your last year on the B team, my first year on the B team that we made it to four field. But backtracking uh-huh. a little bit, your last year on the C team, my first year on the C team, I played linebacker. <laughs> You did play linebacker. Boy. You played outside. And I had number two. Mm-hmm. And if I could find this picture, dog, this jersey was humongous on me. I was small. I was little. You talk about, you talk about that, man. You talk about that memory. You talk about that uh, trading card picture. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't, if you ain't had no trading card picture, man, come on. Yeah, yeah. At, le- at, least, at least one year of you playing peewee football, you had to have a trading card, man. Like yeah, that came need. a part of the pitcher packet. Pitcher day, you need the you need your you need to you need the training card. You yeah. need it, right? So, I had number two. Um, it's my first year, and you know, Coach Wilson still to this day, man, I got a good relationship with him. We're gonna be coaching high school this year in Dayton. Um, Coach Wilson, you know, loved me. Um, and like I said, when I don't even know what happened, I think somebody got hurt. I don't know, but for whatever reason, bro, they put me at linebacker. I'm nine years old on C team. That's my first year. Technically, your first year on C team, like to put it in perspective, you kind of like a rookie. Like, yeah, yeah, you like, ain't really getting no PT, right? Because you really you just a practice dummy. <laughs> facts, and that's what I was until like the middle of the season. You know, they threw me at middle, like threw me at linebacker, or whatever, and I had a good game. And one memory specifically stands out to me um we was on offense and i lead block i led blocked for Deion sims he was mm-hmm. the quarterback i don't know what game it was but i threw a really good block man and people were like really just ah oh, like yay like you threw it like boom like so i was on 10 on top of the world um, what's sad about that though is I ain't take that same passion for blocking <laughs> into my college and high school. <laughs> yeah, you know. I can say that. I can say that for sure. You know, because like just looking back on it, because again, that play was like it was, you know, picture perfect. Like he scrambled, like I was like literally downfield, bro, like blocking dudes, like, and it was crazy. And I don't know. Like, I don't know why when I was in high school and college, I didn't think back to that moment to take pride in my blocking. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I was a speedster, man. I was a diva receiver. You know how it is. Bro. Um, 
Ooh, look, he pouring a Remy in the slut. Look at, oh, man, this dude. Yeah, and the good Frutista. <laughs> um, so, you know, we had some winning years with the Cubs. Um, probably, I think I probably won two, um, two championships. I definitely got three championships with them. Yeah, with I, got, I got two championships. And then one year, I think it was my last year on the B team, they really pissed people off, and they gave me all-around player of the year. Um, you know, at our little award ceremony, I can vaguely remember people being mad. I still got the trophy, man. Don't make me prove y'all wrong, bro. Don't be hating, y'all. I got that trophy. I got it. You know, all-around player. All-around player. And for whatever reason, bro, people hated us, dog. Fast forward to your yeah. la- your last year on the eighteen. We don't wanna break down that little squabble, bro. You already know what it's about, but. But, uh, long, I'm gonna I'm give a little preface. I'm gonna preface it real quick. Um, so I ain't play 18. My last year on the B team, um, that was that was it. That was my last year. Uh, that's when we left Detroit. We went out to the Burbs. Um, and instead of me playing on the 18, not by choice. You no, gotta yeah, put that, that in there. No, yeah, definitely. We didn't go out there by choice. Yeah, we get we to didn't that go too. out there by choice. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> did not go out to the Burbs by choice. It was something that led us you know, to go out there. But um, I didn't play on the A-team. I chose to play for, uh, well, again, not by choice, but, you know, play for uh, the the middle school, the junior high school that I was going to be going to. But Cuzzo, um, although y'all were getting ready to make that move too, because once we did it, the whole family followed suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you stayed, you know, Pops, y'all was trying to, you know, thug it out, go ahead and finish that year off. Um, and play and, and play your uh, second year on the 18. Right? Yeah. Would have been your yes. second. Yep. My last been, year. Yep. Would have been your second year on the 18. And just like you stated earlier, you only wore number five. So I'm going mm-hmm. to I'm, I'm gonna let you take it away. So this particular year, I was – I was – I wasn't slotted to be the starting running back. Which but, is still bullshit, but which is right. Okay, we 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 gonna get to that. But I was it pretty much was known that five is my number when it comes to my age group and with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But just so happens this particular season, we get a new recruit come in. Of course, he's bigger. He's not much faster at all, but he's bigger. He you know fumbles a lot. He's, he f- <laughs> Stone he, it out there, man. He, he he was a little bit more elusive, but not much. He didn't even have nowhere near the amount of heart that I had. You know what I'm saying? But uh, long story short, the coach ended up giving my number to that guy. And that was the whole commotion or whatever. Um, I really did. I felt I felt some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Because, once again, that, that has been my number for the whole time I have ever played for the Cubs. I didn't have another number until then. And I don't even remember which number they gave me or if I even picked the number or whatever. They, That's besides the point. They gave you some bullshit. It wasn't a single digit. <laughs> And it was the benefit game. Um, it, it definitely was a benefit game. It was a benefit game. Y'all was playing the Raiders. Um, 
me and Pop showed up with Jamar. Shout out to Jamar. Um, we showed up to the game. And um, this back then when the spray paint T-shirts was popping and I had my spray paint T-shirt on, I thought I was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that was probably the first time in our football career that, at least looking back, we saw politics. Yeah. We saw sure. we saw that, you know, buddy pops, um, you know, got in with you know whoever he got in with, whether it be a coach or booster, whoever it was that he finagled to be like, yo, my son needs some extra tick, which mm-hmm. which happened a lot um, with the Cubs in particular because we were so good and. Uh, we probably they probably did recruit it. I'm sure it was some coaches that recruited, but just that whole stigma of we not gonna yeah we may play the best play the best players, but if it's a good player and then we got this guy over here who you know he doing whatever for the team and for the for the program and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. they gonna show some extra love. I kind of right. had that same feeling my last year on the B team because I was supposed to play quarterback. Um, some dude came Who in. Who they had as the starter? Uh, I think his name was J.C. I think. That sound familiar. I think that was his name. Black Jason. Not J.C. Yeah, it was Jason. Something like that. Um, he had braids. He was skinny. Like, I mean, he could throw the ball. He was taller than me, so that's probably where the, the disadvantage came with me, because he was taller than me. He played quarterback, so they moved me to receiver, um, which they still played me. I think I probably had like two touchdowns the whole year, my B team year. But they want to make up for it by giving me the all around player. But whatever, that's some here or there. But safe to say, we've experienced the politic game um, in pee wee football. We ain't even talking about professional. Like it's crazy that it's politics in pee wee football. In pee wee football, definitely crazy. <laughs> And I bet you it's a million people that can attest to that. Um, so we leave, we done with the cuz. We did what we needed to do. Um, you know, it wasn't like we was no no names on the Cubs. Like people know what it is, bro. Like people knew who we were. We know, definitely I was we home, definitely made a name for ourselves. You know, I was home there. I was homecoming king, D team year, mm-hmm. you know, B team year, I was first runner up. I think you probably got you a homecoming king in there too. I didn't, uh, but I no? I didn't, but I dated one of the homecoming queens. <laughs> I did. Shout, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody that was a part of the Cubs. Um, you know, that's that's kind of legendary in the city of Detroit, man. If you ever had the privilege to put on them them red and white, that's that sweet, sweet red, red and white. That sweet red and white, man. You know, shout you know. out to Shout out to everybody that that was part of the West Side Cubs, man. So, so we left that. You couldn't, Go ahead. You couldn't man. just put on a sweet. You couldn't just put on a sweet red and white and say you was a cub. You had nah. to put it on, rock it proudly, and do something behind it. Facts, 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 facts. If you ain't got no championship and you wore that cub jersey, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I, mean, I still wear red and white to this day. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> So we lead the Cubs. Um, we go on to, I guess, prepare for the real um, 
our, our real football careers and getting ready, getting prepared for high school. Um, what you what what did you think when you first got out to Heritage when you got to Sterling Heights? You uh, a freshman. You a freshman right now. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. But then when I got out there and seen how they moved and how they did things, my mindset automatically went to they never played the type of football I just played. Mm-hmm. So off top, I was like, man, I'm way better than these cats because they, right. they, they didn't play the type of football I just came from. And we just came from rough, gridiron, praying football. You know what I'm saying? Like in dirt, worst field conditions. Dirt, worst field conditions, <laughs> slanted fucking fields, holes in the fields, heels, whatever. The whole nine. The whole nine. But when I got out there, I definitely had to make a name for myself and work my way up to to the things that I've accomplished mm-hmm. out there. But it definitely was a culture shock seeing the way they play the game from how I was playing the game. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, because I kind of had that same that same um, feeling of like, like, what are they doing? Like, it's, it was like a different style of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what really shocked me or kind of woke me up was when um, Stevenson had a – so if y'all don't – like, in Sterling Heights, they they high school, the particular high school we went to, it started at 10th grade. So it go 10th grade through 12th grade. And then they got three junior high schools that feeds into that high school. So the junior high schools start 7th, 8th, and 9th grade. So I'm in the 8th grade, and – um, I don't think he was out there yet, but, you know, Stevenson in August, they had something to where it was the high school team, the JV team, and then um, all of the junior highs. And, you know, we just doing drills and stuff like that. And then they start playing this game called Air Force. And I'm like, the hell is that? Mm. <laughs> the hell, y'all, the fuck is the Air Force? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they explain what it is and. I just get I kind of remember that. That sounds so, weird. Explain it again. It's kind of like ultimate. I, I ain't gonna say ultimate, ultimate frisbee. It's kind of like that. But so, um, say you got the ball. It's a bunch of different ways you can play it. But I give you both of them. So like, say you got the ball, you can take three steps without them touching you. But you got to pass it backwards. But like. Yeah, you can pass it backwards. You can throw it forward. Like I said, it's different rules for whatever. But you can take three steps and then throw it. But once you take more than three and they tag you, it's the other team's ball. Yeah. I so, like, okay. so, like, if you get tagged <clears throat> or if it's an incomplete pass, drop, whatever, mm-hmm. the, other, the other team get the ball. And mm-hmm. you know you can go hundred yards. You can go sideways. It really was like a team pick them up, mess them up. For yeah, real. yeah. Without yeah, <laughs> without the without the pick them without picking them up, messing them up. Um, but that game, I guess, showcased how um how people move, your agility, um, your endurance, things like that. And I was out there killing. 
but mm-hmm. it, was cra- it was crazy because although there were black people out there, like they thought I was like, they thought I was Michael Jordan, like a football. <laughs> like before I even did any drill, like I remember uh-huh. the first the first person I met was DJ DJ Mershman. Shout out my boy Mershman. Um, he Shout was out first, to Mersh. He was the first person I met, and we just start tossing the football around or whatever, and you know, like he was like. Yeah, a lot of people excited about you, man. I'm like, what? Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, they ain't seen not no film of me. Like, all they probably heard was, yo, we get a new blackhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's all they heard from the yo, city. Like, yeah, like we get <laughs> not not just a black yeah. kid, not just a, a black kid, but a black kid from the city. Like, we getting a black kid from Detroit. Like, what the hell? So, um, we lived up to the hype, though. Um, my eighth grade year, we went three and three. Um, I played quarterback. I didn't plan on playing quarterback, but that's kind of what happened. Um, talk about your freshman team. Like you said, you was kind of like, yo, what kind of football they playing? But y'all had a good team. Yeah, we definitely had a good team. Uh, with me being a late comer, sorry for all the rattling. I'm looking through my bag. But uh, – we had a we had a good team, but with me first just getting out of there, I had to learn the playbook. You know what I'm saying? I was really late into the season because I did play, I did practice summer training and summer camp with the Cubs and played that benefit game. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn a playbook and you know what I'm saying and, and earn my reps pretty much. But uh, once I got my foot in the door. I was in the dough. Like, everything was smooth selling from there. It was like, oh, Tommy B is that guy. That's our go-to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, shoot, I think my freshman year, I averaged about, I want to say, probably six and a half to seven yards per carry. And I didn't even play the full season. I came in on, like, game two, game three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you had to like sit out or something. Yeah, yeah, transfer school and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, is there a particular memory that stands out to you about that football season from your freshman year? Whether it be a good game, bad game. Uh, not uh one that I can really think of. All my my season at Heritage is pretty blurry but I can really think about one home game we had I want to say it was against either Anchor Bay or Fitzgerald I do know it was a home game though uh, I played linebacker I had scored a touchdown <laughs> you don't I remember you playing linebacker <laughs> yeah I played linebacker uh, coach Zach Rice put me in that linebacker and uh but the play before this play that I'm about to talk about, I had scored. So then we had ended up uh, kicking the ball off, and then we was on defense. And then that next, that first play that we was on defense, he put me in that linebacker, and I got an interception and took it to the crib. Because I was hot. I was I was so hot. I was too hot. <laughs> You know what I'm saying rocking. I don't even remember what number I had. I think I probably uh, had it was a double digit. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five, twenty seven, mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it might have been thirty three. I don't even know. Yeah. It was but, double digit for sure. 
Definitely was a double digit, but uh, I don't really, I don't really have too many uh, memories of my ninth grade year, just because I knew that that was just a transitional period for me. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that that was just me learning the system out there. Because at this time, you commuting from Detroit still, right? Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. I was still living in the city, traveling out there. Uh, I would uh, stay at Grand House mm-hmm. some nights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that wasn't my address. I was still traveling. Right. Um, so good, good freshman year. First year out in the Burbs. Um, we ain't even gonna get into all the craziness off the field. Like, you know, <laughs> know how we went crazy once we got out there, you know. But we married man now, family man. Um, you know, so we ain't about to we ain't about to put no nobody on blast, man. Mm-hmm. It's a friendly show. <laughs> um, but outside of you didn't you play basketball freshman year? I did. I did. Cause I'm trying to think of like who was on that team. Uh, me like y'all the basketball team. I think Strong was on. Yeah, Strong wasn't on there. No. Uh, Ben Cole Smith, mm-hmm. Thomas mm-hmm. Dameron. Yeah, Cole Smith was on that team. He had number six. Yep, Cole Smith and Thomas Dameron was our coldest people on our uh was on our basketball team, which is crazy. Jack Greasebeck, shout out to my nigga Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack mm-hmm. Greensback, he was called with the Euro oh, step. What it, my boy Luke Rittenauer. So you <laughs> called my boy. That was that was Luke Rittenauer, man. Shout out Jack. Yeah. Uh, John Smith. Mm-hmm. Fault ain't play basketball. Fault didn't play basketball. Yeah, no, Fault ain't play basketball. Um so yeah, um, so yeah, you did football my ninth grade year, boy. Football, we went 0 and 9. We was trash. Um, I really don't know how or why. Nigga, y'all went 0 and 9, y'all fifth grade, your ninth grade year? Night, we ain't win a single game. Um Man. we had a who was our quarterback? I think it was James. I think James Danaweth was our quarterback. James Danaweth. Because I had yeah, I played running back. I didn't play because I played quarterback my eighth grade year, which I didn't mm-hmm. want to play, but I played it and I was super short. Um, and then shout out to Steve, bye. Yeah, <laughs> big facts. So then I got I got a little bit taller, and then I played running back. And um, that ninth grade year, man, me playing running back, like I turned up. I had some like when we played warm my I think that was probably my best game. I had two touchdowns. I think I had an interception. Like, I was doing everything I could for us to win that game, and we ended up losing. Like, that was probably the closest game that we could have won. So, yeah, ninth grade football was trash. Um, Ninth grade basketball, we kind of did all right. Um, I think we lost in the second round. What was it? The swine hurt. We lost in the second round of the swine hurt. That's what it was called. Like, between, you know, all the schools, the Mallows, the Jeanettes, all the like, yeah, the Bemises. Um, because we played Davis and we lost to Davis. Davis had a team that year. Um, so we ended up losing to them. But so you 
ran track freshman year. Um, for Stevenson. Right, for Stevenson, because the ninth grade junior high heritage, they didn't, like, all of the freshmen just... They didn't have a track team. Yeah, they was already getting ready to... You running in high school. You had to run for, um, high, you had to run for the high school. Yeah, I did eighth grade track. That's when I ran the hurdles. Um, you know, we track runners, man. We love track. Um, I can think back to the days when we did PAL, when we did PAL track. Let me let me let me correct you there. We are football players who oh, ran well, track. Yeah, all right, there you go. I guess <laughs> what I was saying. Runner. No, I was like we love to run like track. Yeah. Like being out on that track was the second coming to football. Yeah. We were um, football players who ran track and who were really good at it. Right. Um so sophomore year, you now in high school, you're on J V. Um He's shaking his head already. What's going on? <laughs> what happened your sophomore year? <laughs> I mean, nothing. I mean, I had a good year. I just ain't had no yeah. five. Oh. <laughs> still, I had 25. Yeah, you know, still, Re- yeah. Reggie, Reggie Bush was the man back then. At he, that sure, he sure was. He sure I was. I had 25. Yep. Yep. So, Cuzzo had a long, this probably like year three. Year three or four without number five. Um, year three. Yep, year three without number five. But, yeah, like I said, you tore it up, man. J- JV year, like like you said, your freshman year, you had to make a name for yourself. But your JV year, you really blew it out the park. Uh, what was yeah. your best game? Man, I had so many good games, JV, I don't even know. I know that I, I had a season of – that season, I want to say I had like close to twenty touchdowns rushing. Mm-hmm. Just rushing. Because you got to think, like I said, the that sophomore team is bringing in players from three different schools. Mm-hmm. So not only is there a lot of talent, you know, that's position battles. That's a lot of competition. Um, which, you know, turned out to be a good thing for um, some, like, our class, like, my class. Like, that was a real good thing for us because that ultimately led to when we got to our senior year, you know, everything kind of picked up and we ended up, you know, obviously making it to the States. But, yo, um, JV year, y'all had a winning record, right? Yeah, we had a winning record. I uh, We definitely had a winning record. I don't remember what the record was, but I do remember that it was winning for sure. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you up. Mm-hmm. And um, um I can rem- I think I can remember like late in the season when they think about bringing you up to varsity. They did. They did. They, they brought did. me up to varsity because the varsity team had made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They brought me up for that first that first playoff game. They was playing Cuz no. Uh I really was just they brought me up to just Get him a look, you know what I'm saying? To be on scout, prepping on scout off and prep it, prep it for, yeah, prep it for next year, but also prep it for that they playoff game, yep. which they lost. Sorry, they lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much uh, had a had a nice helping hand in building building Stevenson's program. 
Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. Not just me, but we did. No, facts. Facts. Because, I mean, when you think about it, like I said, that's why I said our, my class that sophomore year on JV was real special. Um, because once we became juniors, y'all are now seniors. It was the perfect mesh. It was just so shitty that we could not get over that hump um, in the regional final. Um, because a high school kid was taking steroids and decided to kick a 49-yard field goal. <laughs> and he nah. was, not only was he a high school yeah, kid, he was me, a freshman. Yeah, let me not cast any aspersions and he was on the this team's kid. Quarter, and he was the team's quarterback. No, nah, yeah, yeah. This kid was – um, <laughs> the kid was something special. He was a – I didn't even know that he was a freshman um, doing all of that. But the kid that we're talking about happens to be in the NFL, and he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jeff Heath, that was his name. Really? Um, yeah, Cuzzo didn't know that. That's breaking news. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Yep, his I'm name. Have was, to look him up. Yeah, his name was Jeff Heath. He went to Lake Orion. Then uh-huh. he went. He got a scholarship to Saginaw. He played at Saginaw. Um, and I don't know how his draft. Pro, I don't know how that like whatever happened. He clearly must have had a real good either. Um, career at Saginaw or because it's one or two things or maybe both like you have a real good career in college and then you kill your pro day or your combine or whatever Um, so that's probably what he did and um, he still played for the Cowboys it's probably been like I think that was the the team that drafted him and he's still with him whenever he got drafted but yeah man Jeff Heath kicked that field goal dang I'm gonna have to look him up damn yeah, didn't know that. Yep. So, um, talk about that. Um, yo, we'll bypass your junior year because I don't know. It ain't really much to. <laughs> ain't really man. Much, ain't really much to talk about there. Y'all went two and seven. Two and seven. Cause... Um, you ain't really get. You got some time, but you ain't really get a lot of time. Not a lot the of. The only points I had was two. <laughs> I scored a two point conversion. First game of the season. That's it. <laughs> Against last Cruz. Gotta be frustrated, man, because we know Pops was frustrated because this your junior year. And anybody know in football, like that junior year, man, crucial. That junior Very year crucial. is real crucial, man, especially if you ain't got the looks that you need already, if you ain't got offers, if you ain't got interest. All of that yes. stuff, man. Yes. You, need, yes. you need that junior year. So, um, uh-huh. I bet Pops was outraged. But could you remember or think back to how you was feeling like during that season? Uh, I really wasn't feeling no type of way because I knew that that at that point of time, it wasn't my team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew that I was a role player at that at that point. At that moment in my life, I was a role player. I'm saying they had their starters. They had they they go to they number one. I mean, I was a number one. I was on the first team. Oh, but I was that slot. You know what I'm saying? Not your I wasn't position. that running back. I wasn't at my position. I was playing slot receiver. Right. So you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I'm I'm waiting my turn. And when Which it was is, my turn, it was you, our time. Yeah, yeah. You for sure. You for sure. Uh, took the reins, man, and had a season for the books at Stevenson your senior year. Um, we went 
13 and two. three. 10 and 2. Well, I mean, in the regular season, yeah, but total. All in all, counting the playoffs, we went 13 and 3. Or no. Okay. No, no, it was 10 and 2 the whole season. It was 10 and 2 the Wait, whole we season. Wait, yeah, we played nine games, right? Yeah. It was 10 and 2 the whole season. Played nine games in regular. So we only must have lost one game. No, we lost two that junior year. In the regular season, we lost Your junior year. My junior lost, year, your regular senior season, year. we only lost one, and that was to Dakota. Was it? It was to Dakota, yeah, at their crib. We played Dakota twice at their crib. Let me see. Sterling Heights, Stevenson, what was that, 2008, 2009? Yeah, 2008, 2009. We went 10-2. We, we lost to Dakota first game. Nah, we Dakota. We played Dakota second, I think. We played Dakota two times because they was in our division. No, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying we played them the second game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played. Yeah, we was the second game of the season. It was because JV, um, our game had got a because we played Lance Cruz the first game. Oh no, I'm thinking my JV year. Yeah, you think it, we're so, talking about my senior, your junior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that was the first game though. Still, but nevertheless, um, saying we only lost one that year, I can't find it. Regular season, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me see. That was two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. We went thirteen. Oh no, that was my year. Yeah, ten and two. Yep, you're right. We went ten and two. Let's check the schedule. Cuz no. Eisenhower for Gross Point. Then Dakota. Then Utica. Chippewa Romeo Mont. Then Chippewa again. Then Dakota. Then Lake Orion. Um so ten and two. Good season. Um, we riding high, everybody balling. Um, I hit a little growth spurt. You got the five back. I got the four. Now you got four five. Now we killing it. Literally, we balling. Um, Didn't nobody want to see that Nina at all. Nobody wanted to see that Nina. You got Cuzzo in the backfield that can run between the tackles, outside the tackles, catch the ball. You got me doing bubbles, um, post going deep, Jason Fracasa coming into his own. Um, Shout out to Jason Fracasa, one of the best quarterbacks in Michigan high facts. school football history ever. That was Johnny Menzel before Johnny Menzel. Before Johnny Menzel. I say that all the time. Um, so that year um, – Going into that year, you bought you a senior. Um, not a lot of schools really. I think you was debating Wayne State, but you ain't wanna either what stay at the crib or walk on or it was something uh, crazy. I thought no, I had a I had quite a few offers from in state and division two schools. I was stuck on the fact 
that the schools that recruited me shouldn't have been recruiting me. Yeah. I feel like I was more on a elite level versus being recruited from being recruited by Fair State, Saginaw, Northwood, uh, uh, what's that school? Michigan Tech. You know what I'm saying Davenport, couple schools in Ohio. You know what I'm saying schools that was in our region, Heidelberg. I just felt I was way more elite than what they were trying to, what they were offering me in the schools that were trying to recruit me. So my main thing was really trying to get up out of state and find a program where I knew that I'd be able to ball at. Which is tough for um, any competitor or anybody that knows that they're good. They got the stats. They got the film. Um, that can be real frustrating for somebody to be like, yo, like you want me to settle? But mm-hmm. it took a while for me to, I guess, understand that, see the big picture that. Because back then, we, I guess, we ain't see or when nobody telling us like, yo, D2 people can make it too. D3 mm-hmm. people, you know, can make it too. Yeah. I don't even think nobody ever told me that. I think the only time I knew that somebody from a D3 really could make it is when I went to my visit at Heidelberg and heard that John, uh, the motherfucking John Gordon. John I don't think I'm saying this. I don't think I'm saying his name right. What the fuck is the Raiders coach name? Oh, Gruden. 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 John Gruden. John Gruden. John Gruden played for the motherfucker. Played for, he went to Hattiesburg. Played mm-hmm. for Hattiesburg. And that's when I knew I'm like, dang, you know, this this Hall of Famer guy went to this small, small ass school, you know what I'm saying? I know I could probably do some damage here, but again, it was still too close to home. It was a D three school at that. It was like way better than these cats you know right. what I'm and then you know at that time too or even still now you know it ain't really it's like special circumstances with d3 and d2s when it comes to like full scholarships and things like that so it's like it ain't d1s to where like you get automatic four rides like some mm-hmm. d2s and d3s might do that but most instances you pulling from your pocket and mm-hmm. you don't really got no full scholarship. So I can see how, again, that can be frustrating because I know me and my dad was looking, you know, he was like, you know, obviously he like, you should take whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's an opportunity, but I see both sides of the coin, but you looking back on it now, would you have taken one of them small, small offers? Most definitely. Most definitely I would have because I knew that that program really wanted me mm-hmm. versus me wanting to be there. They wanted me. And that's a tell sign, man. Like, that's how I felt about Bowling Green. Um, I wasn't in love with the school, but they were, like, rolling out the red carpet treatment. We went to a camp in the summer, June. Um, it's 2009. So you had just graduated on your way down to Savannah. Um, and we went to this camp. 
me, Carl, Charlie, the whole crew. Um, DJ was there, like the whole crew, all Stevenson was down there. And at this time, I got an offer from Central. And of course, you know, Pop's going to use that as leverage. Like, yo, they, they offered them already. So really, BG, all they wanted me to do was run my 40, run my shuttle, call it a day. That's pretty much it. So when I tell you, when I was at this camp, and it was probably like 200-some kids there, and they doing every single drill, and I'm on the sideline playing co- playing catch with the receiver coach. <laughs> like, he ain't, <laughs> he ain't worried about the drill. Like, he ain't worried about nobody. Like, he trying to finagle me, give me all the love, all the attention. So camp over. Um, I probably did like two one-on-ones. So the camp over, we go up, head coach at the time, Dave Clausen, you know, it's like, hey, we want to offer you a scholarship. Like, you know, plain and simple. Um, so we walk out, we drive in the car, whatever, and we like, now we got two offers. What should we do? But we felt that love. It was just like the perfect situation. Um, I think the next week we ended up committing. So I say that to say it's like a player's dream or at least – I like to think that to have that pressure off of them going into their senior year, to already have that offer mm-hmm. or have that commitment out the way so they can focus and, and, and wreck havoc for their senior year. But you did that without, like I said, no exposure, no camps, no nothing. Mm-hmm. No senior year, like you went crazy. And I know your best game was that Dakota game in the playoffs where – you know, you was clutch. I don't know what the hell you did the night before. Um, Nothing. But eat some <laughs> White Castle. I don't know what the hell was going on. Cuzzo <laughs> went into uh, – he went – y'all been watching the last dance doc how, you know, when somebody be like, hey, man, don't piss Jordan off. Somebody pissed him off, bro. And Cuzzo came out and went crazy. <laughs> crazy. I remember that game, man. That just was crazy. One of the reporters asked me after the after the game, "What did you eat last night, Thomas?" I said, "I had some White Castles." Snigger <laughs> dog. He took a kick return back. He had a um, he had a receiving touchdown off a off a flare pass out the backfield. Ran my man's clean over. Rest in peace. I don't even know dude name, but he was a cool dude. Gerald Jackson did. No, oh, I, I'm just, I ain't. Oh, rest in peace to his soul at that no, moment. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Okay, I got you. No, yeah, uh, he probably, he probably, I'm sure. I'm sure he probably still alive, but no, nah, because I ran his ass clean over and definitely rest in peace to the nigga justice laid out on that play. <laughs> hey, shout out to justice. Yo, that easily probably could have been a flag, you know, if <laughs> if that referee wanted to throw it because, you know, it's high school, whatever. But they could have been on some petty shit through that flag. But Justice cleaned his clock. It was clean. Cleaned his clock. Yeah, I'm talking wow. about he cleated. Y'all know what de-cleat means? I mean, <laughs> when your cleats come off the turf and, like, you in midair. Justice de-cleated my mans. Um, Cuzzo ran him over. I was the first person right there, hugged, and we hyped. Because mind you, we lost to Dakota 10-0. In regular season. We lost to them 10-zip regular season. So this was definitely like a statement game. It's the playoffs. Yeah, and they were the defending state champs, Division One. They sure was. So this was the playoffs, dog. And, like, 
I ain't touched the ball none that game. Not one time. Say swear. <laughs> Wasn't thrown my way. I ain't touch it. Not even close. No play call for me. <laughs> Nothing. Um, but I was blocking. Um, I made a couple of, like I said, some impact stuff. But, bro, yeah, that was probably the one game in my whole life <laughs> where, like, I had not one catch, no touch, no attempt, no nothing. Mm. But it's crazy looking back on it. I didn't even care because we won. We moving on. Um, and, like I said, I was a junior. So, like, it's, you know, seniors on the team that mm. even though our receiving core. You knew your time was coming. Right, but. Our receiving core was pretty much all coming Jones. back next year. Right. Yeah. We was we was pretty much all coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like Rob Strong being that tight end and stuff like that. But um pretty much like DJ, me, Justice. Um that was it. James, like our that was pretty much our three receivers. Um but yeah, man, that game, you went crazy. Kick return for a touchdown, flare pass out the backfield for a touchdown. You had a pick. Um, some other couple big runs that you know really sealed the deal for us. Um, you would obviously say that that was your best game that your senior year or probably in your career, right? Yes, I definitely would. Uh, is one play that really stick out to me that made me realize the type of caliber of player that I was. It's third quarter, probably about five minutes left to go in the quarter. Third and 27, and we have the ball. Coach Fiat calls a run play. You know, Coach Fiat was the, was the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, Jason come back to the huddle with the play. You know what I'm saying? I forget what our plays was, but that was going to me. You know what I'm saying? Run. Third and 27, you trying to run it, Coach? What's going on? Lo and behold... I get the first down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, game changer. Game changer, mm-hmm. dude. Honestly, don't know what would have happened if we did not get that third and 27. Um, so we end up winning that game, 31-28. Um, crazy, bro. We didn't score a point in the second half. We didn't. <laughs> we, scored we, didn't. All, we scored 31 points in the first half. They shut us down. Thankfully, defense held, and uh, we was able to. Yeah, we did. (laughs) We was able to. We was able to get out there with the dub. Everybody hyped, cause on top of the world. Literally, probably the best game I ever. Like me watching outside of myself having good games, I was probably one of the like best performances I've seen. Like I said, from affecting Uh affecting all phases of the game, special teams with the kick return, especially from a. Especially when a team has never – a team that's been to the state championship three times and have never put eight men in a box. Yeah, that was <laughs> – that was nuts, man. That was nuts. And to – like you said, to affect the game in every phase um, of, the, of the sport, man, was – like I said, that, that, that was crazy. Um, so next week, like I said, Lake Orion, we touched on it briefly. My man's kicked the 49-yard field goal. Um, you had a couple touchdowns that game. Um, like, Orient, we was fighting for – I don't even know. They wasn't even I only really had that one. good. It was that – the arrow out the backfield, right? No, nope, it was off a drag. 
I thought it was out the backfield. I know you no, called it. Was, it was a double drag. It was the double drag play. Uh, shoot, Jason hit it to me, threw it to me, and I caught that motherfucking spent off my mans and scored. That's that's the only touchdown I remember me having that game. I don't think I had another one. I know we was down come halftime. Yeah, like I said, we was definitely playing catch up. Um, but still, I don't like. I don't even remember how they was that good, bro. Like how we was not. I think we were still on that high from Dakota. Probably. Um, we was probably still on that high from beating them. And um, shit just ran out of juice. For real. Kind of how I see it. Um, so we lose that game. Season is over. How you feeling about, like, what you accomplished your senior year? Was it a wasteful season? Like, you scared because your senior season over with? Like, future uncertainty for football next year like you remember your your thoughts when the season was over uh not necessarily i just remember trying to figure out which school i'm gonna go to because mm-hmm. i knew i didn't want to stay in michigan i knew i wanted to be away from home the schools that was already trying to offer me or trying to get me to come there was really bullshit for real. To me, in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? It was Mm -hmm. was bullshit because I felt like I was worth more than what they were trying to give and who was giving, you know? But I was really focused on where was I trying to play next? Where was I playing next, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I had uh, track coming up. Track season was coming up right after that. But other than that, I was really was focused on where I'm gonna play. Where I'm gonna play next? And what were your options? Like, what was your top three, four, like that you was debating for? Where you was gonna go? Uh, honestly, I didn't even have any. I was on a scavenger hunt for real. Like, I was right. going to different schools that wasn't even recruiting me for visits. Like, I was just going to going on student visits. Like, I went to Tennessee State. I went to Hattiesburg. They weren't recruiting me, but I was. You know, it was just up in the air for me to go there. Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. What I say, Tennessee State. I, I attended Savannah State, but I had never visited there. And I really didn't even do much seeking for real because I wish my pops would have knew what he know now, what he what he know now if he known it back then. I wish he would have known that shit back then, what he know now. Well, I mean, pops was trying to tell him. I mean, you know, little tidbits, you know, about, you know, the camps and stuff like that. But I don't think your pops was a believer in those camps because I don't think you did not one camp. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, like you ain't do not like one camp. It's kind of the only camp. The only camp I know that I that I actually went to was the Nike camp. And I went to we both went went to that. Yeah. And it was we had we had. Oh, no, we went to one. No, I went to one. I went to one. I went to the one that was in Georgia at Westlake High School. But remember, we went to one in I think Columbus. 
I think that might have been like my sophomore yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. We, we got we got the like little end of, yeah. yeah, we got the the black little tight. Uh, it was in a little end of facility. Yeah, yeah, and it was super quick. Like it was yeah. a quick ask. <laughs> like we literally got in there, test measured, and got the hell out. Like <laughs> it was mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but yeah, man, like them them camps, man, it's real, real important. Cause like I said, it helped me out firsthand, man. I don't think if if I didn't go to no camps or you know got my name out there, cause I remember I went to this camp my sophomore year. It's called the National Underclassmen Combine. Mm-hmm. I camp, remember that one. And I won the MVP. Like I was mm-hmm. shocked. Bro. Swear to God, I was super shocked. Like wasn't that like up north somewhere? Yep. Yep. Um, I forgot the city, but it was somewhere, yeah, up north. But it was crazy because they, like, naming out all these awards, like hardest worker or um, person who benched the most, best receiver, best this, best that. And, like, once, like, the receiver was gone, I'm like, oh, like, I ain't getting this. And then they start calling out, like, stats, like my 40 time and my vertical time. I'm like, yo, I ran that. And then they said my name, and, like, I literally, bro, was like, what? Like, mm. it was crazy. Um, and it was so funny because it was another camp after us. <laughs> and, mm. guess, and guess who showed up? My boy Gary Jawanda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out my boy Gary, you know? Shout out to Dr. Gary. So my boy Gary Jawanda was right there. He was like, yo, Marcus, that's what's up, man. Like, ah, yo, what? Oh, so it was nuts, man. But that camp, like, so I won the MVP of the whole camp. And then there was another camp that I had to go to that they sent you to. We ended, we didn't even end up doing that camp. But, um, I mean, alone, people may have a certain feelings about camps. I know it helped me get exposure and get my name out there, primarily the Michigan camp. It was a four-day camp. And that's when I smoked um, them twins from Inkster in the 40, the Lindsay twins. Yeah, I smoked y'all. Smoked y'all. <laughs> smoked them. Um, it, it was called the uh, shout out to y'all though, bro. Uh, I played one of them in Grand when they played for Grand Valley, um, and then I think another one was at another uh, G Max school. But um, it was they had they had the forty test. It was called the Smokehouse Championship mm-hmm. or whatever. And I don't even know what my forty time was, but as soon as I was done running it. Butch Jones, who's the head coach at Central, he came up to me and was like, I would like to offer you a scholarship to Central Michigan University. I said, uh. whoa. Like, huh? Like, literally, just like that. Um, offered me. And then we left, and we walk into the car, and then reporters, like, literally coming up, you know, from M Live or whatever they was from. They walking up, like, um... You you from Livonia Stevenson? You Marcus from Livonia Stevenson? Nah, man, Sterling Heights Stevenson. And um, long story short, man, that really got my name out there, man, and got me the buzz. They created a whole little Max Prep profile for me, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I said Livonia Stevenson. We had to get that switch um, <laughs> to Sterling Heights Stevenson, but um, it's power in those camps, man. It's, it's powering those camps for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause uh, like I said, my I wish my pops would have known what he know now back then. Cause he got my little brother in all them camps right now. Like, speaking of, he called me. Um, what was that Tuesday? He called me Tuesday. It talking, was Wednesday. Oh yeah, I was one of the day. He was like, "Yo, you need to talk to him." Cause 
He he ain't he just let he like yeah he lollygagging to the back lollygagging letting but people get in front of him. But it's crazy because I texted him like yo you know trying to give him the rundown. Cuzzo saying he cutting re- he taking reps. <laughs> nah, Jordan Jordan ain't taking reps. <laughs> yo, <laughs> Jordan ain't taking reps. Hey. Jordan Jordan say he taking reps, but he ain't taking reps. Me... say he ain't taking reps. He's yeah. Definitely not taking reps. Bro. He ain't taking reps. Look, let me tell you what Cuzzo said. He was like, he said, yeah, I be doing that. I do my wait one or two and just jump back out there. <laughs> no, my man, I got to talk to him too. Is it? You got to learn how to play. You got to do your rep, come back like, hey, I messed up on that one. Let me do this one again. Okay, see, I ain't okay. I, I told him what I did. Like, I do my rep, I lollygag, play it off or whatever. And as soon as I see they about to, nah, boom. I'm right there mm-hmm. when I'm running, running the post. Like in my mind, I already got my route, all of that stuff. But he gonna be all right, man, because I'm gonna be straight. Yeah, he's um, gonna be good. So ultimately, um, getting back to your school choices, like you said, you ain't really had no choices for real, but you did take some visits and um you ultimately ended up landing at Savannah State. So Cuzzo down south in Georgia, um HBCU. Um, how did uh how Savannah State come about? How they find you? <laughs> Savannah State didn't find me. I found them. <laughs> uh, we have a we have a cousin who attended Savannah State. That we do. She's a, she was attending Savannah State, and mm-hmm. uh, I just called her and asked her, you know, like how was their football team? You know, cause I like I said, I wasn't too serious on staying in Michigan. I wanted to be far away from home. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was better than where I was. Um, she said that I could, she told me that I would be definitely, I definitely would be able to play for that team. So I applied, got accepted, sent in my tape to the coach at the football team. And lo and behold, we had a track meet against Gross Point North. Which one is the green and yellow? North. North. And after they tracked me, he called, after that tracked me, he calls me, Robbie Wells, shout out to Robbie Wells, he calls me and say that he wants me to be a part of his team. So I settled for Savannah State. He said, come down, walk on. We'll see about getting you a scholarship. And we'll go from there. Man, when I tell you I went to Savannah State and they had already been practicing, my first day of practice was so outrageous. You know what I mean? (laughs) I started first game as a walk-on. I was there. You definitely you did come to the game. Yeah. I was there. You came to the first game. I started. We had um we beat Cuzno. We played Cuzno on the Thursday. We beat Cuzno because you know usually like the first games. The first game on Thursdays. Thursdays, So we we beat Cuzno and um yep we on the road that Friday, Mm -hmm. South Carolina. Yep. We played Greenville. Yep. And uh, you almost got loosed on the kickoff return. Mm-hmm. I was starting that kick return. Uh, but just to give I you a synopsis. 
just to give you a synopsis of how I made the starting position. Um, it literally was a week before that first game. I had to wait my little three days to where I could pad up and mm-hmm. stuff like that or whatever. And when I finally pad up, I'm on scout kick return. So the the one one kickoff is out there on the field. They don't mind you. They don't have a call. Not kick right, kick middle, kick left, onside, nothing. They don't have a call. They just go out. White boy kick the ball. Poof. Kick to me. I take that bitch to the crib. And all I hear is, who is he? Who is that? <laughs> now, mind you, the coach, he know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Because he right. done kicked gang with me and shit like that, telling me I, w- I would be good for that program and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But everybody else don't know. Right. So once I take that to the crib, everybody get to come to me, ask me who I am, where I'm from. And all this type of junk. Lo and behold, game week come around, travelers come out. I'm traveling. I'm starting. I'm kick return. Oh, okay. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? And this as a walk-on, no scholarship, no right. nothing. I done went down here on the limb. I don't know nobody but our but our cousin, mm-hmm. but Reese. You know what I'm saying? And shout out Reese. <laughs> And I'm just down here kicking shit, playing hey, my I, game. I won't, whoever watched this, I won't, especially, I, I hope it's some young high school, college kids. I hope y'all watching this and y'all listening. Cuzzo was a walk-on. He got down there to practice on special teams, showed out in practice. And then mm-hmm. y'all heard him say the first game, he traveling and he's starting on special teams as a kick return. Special teams is key, man. That's where very much get, so. That's where you get your playing time. And with me coaching special teams this year for this high school, I'm for sure making sure that I got my best players on there, but also players that yo, you trying to play, you second receiver, third string, whatever. You need to be showing out on special teams, man, in practice. I it took a while for me to to learn that and know that, mainly because I ain't had to play special teams, mm-hmm. and like just my like my competition, my grade level, whatever. Like I was always one of the best receivers um, in the class, but regardless, I never really had to play special teams until shit. I got to BG, and when I played arena football. Like, I mean, outside of kick return and obviously, but like kickoff and all of that stuff, like, you know, and I had a scholarship, but just putting into perspective that you can be a walk on, bro, no scholarly, no nothing. And you get on special teams, bro, kick return, kickoff, punt, whatever it is, you making an impact, they going to see it, man. Proof is in the pudding right here. For sure. And I was in, and I did all that off a of scout kick return. Right. So, because if y'all knowing scout is going against the first the first, uh, the first string the actual the actual team that's going to be out right. there on the field right so you got to provide them with a good look another thing that i didn't value or take advantage of when i was in bg i mean i did a couple times like i mossed a couple dudes or whatever but i can vaguely remember a linebacker 
senior linebacker Woods. Shout out Woods. What up, boy? Um, he was he was probably one of the I remember the, Woods. The, the first linebacker or the first player that was like that got into me, man. I was BSing. He like, man, you need to stop like stop BSing, man. You gotta get us ready for the game, man. Like, you know, got in my face and everything, and I'm 18, like, like what? Like, what you what you mean? But looking back on it, man, that's where the defense or whoever, the starters, that's where they need they look. And that's where you could potentially make your mark and become a player and you know, start playing on special teams and get not even that become a player, become the player. Right. And you know, be a part of that rotation. Um, because three weeks after I started in that first game, I was starting slot receiver and didn't come out the game at all. <laughs> there you go. So um how did y'all uh how did y'all season pan out? Oh, we were shitty. <laughs> we were shitty. Like nigga, we went two and seven. We went two and seven my first year, my freshman year. My sophomore year, we went one and nine. I mean, one and eight. So safe to say that was probably your uh, well, outside of your junior year at Stevenson, probably your like one of your only losing losing seasons in football. Yeah, yeah, Couple, we had we had some we had some bum ass coaches. I mean, not not coaches. It's not just the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Coaches don't lose the game because they ain't the yeah. ones that's playing it. But they they are the ones who are calling the plays. But You're supposed to have still, you all prepared. Yeah, but we were shitty. I don't even think Savannah State has. Shit, I don't even know when the last time they had a winning record. To be honest. Even since when I left, bro, <laughs> we Savannah State has – they're one of those stu- schools who play big schools for the money. Because mm-hmm. I know the year after I left, that first year, I think that's when I came to Tiffin. When that, – that year I came to Tiffin, the first game they played was Oklahoma State. Mm. Then game two, they play University of Miami. Got blew out eighty-one zip. Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> low key sound like my first year at Tiffin, dog. When when G when Grand Valley, Grand Valley put up seventy on us. Ashland put up seventy on us. Wayne State put up like fifty-six. Like that first year at Tiffin, bro, was trash. But um, so yeah, twenty twelve, you do. Transfer to Tiffin. Um, we was able to make that happen. Get Cuzzo down to Tiffin with me. Um, this would have been my second year at Tiffin. I left BG um, in the fall of 2011 and got to Tiffin. We went 0-9 <laughs> at Tiffin. So I have another 0-9 record on my, <laughs> on my football career. <laughs> Um, we went 0-9, and then that next year, things get a little better, you know. Coach, uh, it was Coach Golf first year, um, kind of cleaned house a little bit. And then that second year, we did get a little bit better. Um, and then Cuzzo come in, had to sit out a year, unfortunately. But 
Um, how was that Tiffin experience? Uh, the Tiffin experience was cool. I love their their regiment, their workout plan, their whole program was was awesome. I love Tiffin program. What I didn't like was the fact that I had to sit out. This was my first year ever sitting out of football for a whole year being red-shirted or whatever due to transfer transfer situations and shit like that. But Tiffin was cool. It definitely showed me that the type of caliber of player that I was at that moment in my life. I, um, a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. It was a good thing because although I had to sit out that year, I will always come to practice and give first D they looks. And I tell anybody who was on that first D, like, all right, I'm in. I'm about to score on y'all, so y'all better stop me. You know what I'm saying? If you can ask anybody on that one D, Corko, mm-hmm. Theron, you know what I'm saying? My name Lonnie. I need uh what's his name? Yeah. What's what was my man's name? That's that used to do that little sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my 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 nigga Phil. Phil. Nigga Phil Morris. Shout out Phil. Him. Uh it definitely let me know the type of the caliber of player that I was because I I would go out there, I say I'm gonna do it, and I did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it just killed me that I couldn't even play for Tiffin JV team. Mm, we did have a JV team. Tiffin yeah, had man, a little was... JV team, and I couldn't yeah. even play for that JV team. So it kind of like being at Tiffin was cool because it humbled me, but it also kind of like took away my love for the game because I wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt that BG, man. Like, I got red-shirted. I ain't stick with the plan, but um, just not playing, not sitting, or sitting out, not playing was, again, first thing, first time I ever experienced that, not playing football. Like, it's real messed up. Um, but, yeah, it was cool, man, having you at Tiffin, bro. Um, you know, staying over the summer in the junior-senior apartments. That was brand new that year. That was brand new. <laughs> so we got to break that in. Um, definitely had some crazy times in that apartment. And just, you know, during that year as a whole, I definitely wish they could have. Bert. Yeah, I definitely wish it would have panned out um, if you would have, you know, stayed and played with us. because. What that year we had uh, Dom, Domo was the running back. Um, who else was the running back that year? Ortiz. Yeah, Domo. James Ortiz, Hall. James Hall. That was it. Uh, uh, that was three. Uh, Jim and Brown Bo- right there. And Box. Box. Yeah, Box is a Mister Reliable. <laughs> he Boggs was a freshman. Right. Box yeah. came in. They gave Box that check. Box <laughs> run somebody over, boy. He did for sure. Um, but yeah, running back field was deep, but that offense, man, wasn't really designed for no running back. 
Um, to be in that offense, to be a running back in that offense, you got to really be patient. Oh, yeah, shout out to patient. my nigga Kevin Humphreys. I got to shout out my nigga uh, Yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah. Humphreys. He was cool, people. He was cool, people. Old as hell, bro. We had some old people on that team, bro. Oh, yeah, Kevin Price. Yeah, we had some, we had some <laughs> old people on that team, dog. But good times, though, man. That shit was cool. Um, so, But that time at Tiffin was cut short. He was only there for what a semester, I think, right? Or yeah. was it a year? Yeah. That fall semester. That fall semester. Yeah. He was only there for a semester. Um, some academic issues, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, you ended up leaving and then you go back to the crib. Now you're trying to make things work at Wayne State. Um, I know that transition and that was just crazy because um I think that was around the time when some personal stuff start coming out in regards to, um, you know, your sister or whatever. And um, so I know firsthand that football was probably the last thing on your mind. So just, I want to know, like, how was you feeling top of all that? Like you sat out football for a year. You didn't finish at Tiffin. You could have stayed, but you had to leave. Mm-hmm. Now you back at home, probably don't want to be there. Yeah, you dealing with other shit. Yeah, I ain't even gonna lie. At that point in my life, right then, that whole little segment from having to, from enrolling the Tiffin, being a Tiffin in the summertime, cool. We wasn't even playing football. I was there taking a class mm-hmm. or two, and we weren't doing nothing but working out. That was cool. But then once the fall hit, actual season hit. I got to sit out. I got to go to class, come to practice every day, but still not play a game. It made me feel some type of way because I'm doing all this work for nothing. I'm not even able to show my talent to these other people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even able to go out there and make my family proud. They only there to just see just one of us. You know what I'm saying? They supposed to be coming down to see both of us. But they only here to see one of us. And at that point in my life, I felt really, really low. Not only just because of that, because uh, I was dealing with the family issues, you know what I'm just finding out about a sister that I had. And it was just all, it was all new to me because it was something that I had never known and something that I had never even thought about knowing. Right. So would you say that played a role? Um, because I think, well, like that summer or like heading into the fall is when you went into the Army, right? No, I went into the or, Army in 2014. That was after you got married? Yeah. Okay, so that's 2012 season. And then we come up on 2013. That's when you got married, right? Yeah, the end so, of 2013. So, yeah, so you was at TIFF in fall of 2012, and then spring of 2013, you're not there. You at the crib, all of that stuff going on. And then, um, so, like, did I don't, did you enroll in Wayne State? Like, you? I did. did I, was, I, I was, I enrolled in Wayne State. I did. Yeah. I didn't play for Wayne State because they right. had it wasn't already started. Yeah, it wasn't nothing football yeah. related, but you was just there. Nah, on I was just tip. there because on a school trip because I was at home and 
Miles wanted me to be in school. I wasn't that going education. to I wasn't going to Macomb Community College. So I was at Wayne State and I pretty much smooth sailed my way through that and eventually just branched off on my own and and found my way. Right, right. Um which led to you finding your your elementary sweetheart. Yes. Your wifey. My first girlfriend ever. How did that come about? Because you told me that it was on words with friends. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that to this day. Like, I don't know how that shit. They just found each other on words with friends. Yep, yep. Uh, this is when uh, games on the on the phone... The word games and all the all the games on the phones was real popular. You was able to play with your friends and stuff like that, your Facebook friends. And we was playing games and she was beating me, beating me like a motherfucker. And I felt like she was cheating, so I inboxed her like, "You cheat!" And it's that and third, and she just came. We we was communicating back and forth through the inbox on the game, and eventually I just shot my shot. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all this. Here go my number. Text me. And since then, I haven't have not spoken to her. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's uh, that's wifey of um, it'll be seven years this December. Seven December, yeah. Seven years this December, which is crazy, boy. Seven. Yeah, I've been married seven and a thing. That lucky you know, seven. Statistically, they say they say the first year of your marriage is the hardest, but at the age that we got married, we got married when we were 22, 23. Uh, they say the divorce rate is real high. So we have surpassed all of the all of the the naysayers shall I say. The statistics. The statistics. So we hit seven years and we ride strong, man. We, although every relationship or marriage has its ups and downs because everyone is human, everyone is different. For sure. But we, we in there. We a team. We work good together. We got four beautiful children. And I'm proud of it. I love it. That's what's up, man. I say the same thing. I never thought that I hear myself say that, that like, I'm perfectly fine with going to work, coming home, staying at home, being with the kids, being with the fam, being with my wife. Um, it's, it's it's crazy to, like I said, to think about, um, especially to think back then, like I said, in 2013 when it all went down. Um, not because I can remember when you told me. Like I said, the words were friends just stick out to me because I'm like, I don't even play that game. And I'm like... Like how can something like that just like that's some fairy tale shit? It's like yeah, cause you because you was in you was with Sheldon right in Alabama, or you was down uh, south I think right when I'm not when I started talking to her yeah or she was in Alabama she was in Alabama when yeah, I started talking to her 
Yeah. I was still at the crib. I was going to Wayne State. I was actually with uh with Mike Miles. Shout out to Mike Miles. Uh-huh. I was with Mike Miles and uh I told him like, you know what I'm saying, I'm playing with my little this little chick I used to go with in fifth grade, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's when I shot my shot that day when I was at his crib, you know, so I had to go my You remember the shot you shot in fifth grade? Uh, writing love letters, putting love letters in their locker. Me and two other dudes. I was best friends with a brother. <laughs> is that is that wifey? <laughs> yeah, that's her. Right. Yeah, she gotta come on. Come here, tell her come here. Come, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Hold on. Real quick. Oh, it's a day in crime. She about to grab baby. She got to grab the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I uh, I was writing love letters to her. Me and two other dudes. And her brother was in my class. I was best friends with her brother. Shout out Miguel. Pretty much. Shout out Miguel. Gully. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in a DA, you need them Zazas. Hit up WB Gully, Top Shelf Lounge. You hear it? Say it one more time for him. One more time for him. Top Shelf, top shelf Lounge on Mount Elliott in Detroit. You hear Hit up it. Gully or my, yeah. my other brother, John. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They got the good Zazas. Yes, sir. But uh, he, uh, he, she asked him, like, uh, which one should I, which one should I pick? He like, man, pick Tommy, pick Tommy. That's, that's my dude, you know what I'm saying? He he better looking, he more clean, you know what I'm saying? And she, she chose me. Man, look, there, look, I just want y'all to li- listen to how things was back then. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writing love letters, putting them she in the asked, locker. And she asked her brother, who should I pick? That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man, I think I can remember that one one memory that stand out to me when we was at Spain, when y'all was going together. I don't know who birthday thing it was, but we was in her parents' van, in the Astro van, and we was going somewhere for like a birthday party or it was something. I want to say skating, like late. I don't know what it was, but um, y'all was in the fifth grade. I, know, I, know, I was in the fourth. I know what you're talking about. I know what you talking about. Well, we was, you talking yeah, about. we was going somewhere. But, uh, I don't know, cause we got dropped off. Her mom was like, or whoever it was, was like front and everything. They was dropped like doing the traveling, taking us to the place. I don't know where the hell we was going, but it was like a. You like might a got two. Thing. You might got two separate occasions mixed up, but I can I remember. I remember the Astro van. It was red. I, I, I it wasn't like no like the red you got on. It was kind of like a like a burgundy, a burgundy kind of red. And I, I want to say vivid. that might have been somebody else party. I don't, nah, it's vivid to me, bro. Because I was sitting next to Miguel. It was vivid. Okay, for me. okay, it's, okay. It's vivid. Like I said, I don't know what the hell where we was going or whatever. I just know we got dropped off at our people's house. Um. I don't even know who took us, but I, 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 can just, mama. I can just remember me being in that van with you and Miguel, and uh, we was going somewhere. I don't know, but that's um 
that's crazy, man. That's some real, like I said, fairy tale shit, man. To be able to definitely was a fairy tale. I definitely, I definitely have a fairy tale line marriage, but it's not a fairy tale. No, yeah, facts. We don't do the fairy tales, but um, you know, just the fact that, like I said, that's your your first girlfriend ever. Y'all dating back to fifth grade, and then some what? 15 20 years or something later like here y'all go words with friends and now y'all married happily for beautiful kids it's a blessing um so that happened to you 2013 he married so now like i want to know because like when dude get married you know he thinking all right now we got a plan for our life, our future. You know, we gotta, as the man, as the husband. You know, I gotta do, I gotta do what's right by my wife, by myself. You know, put us in the best position to win, be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you chose to uh, enlist in the army. Like, did that? Did that? Did the marriage play a part? Because I still never like really. I don't think no like why you decided to like do it obviously you know i'm gonna I'm a support it regardless but it's like i never knew the the reason or the thought process behind like shit let me go in the army what? uh initially it was her plan to go to the air force it was her plan to go to the air force initially but uh some things transpired with her health you know what I'm saying, where she couldn't enlist and things like that. So, uh, man, it was a, we had a real bad snowstorm in Michigan that year, and my car had messed up. Uh, the Ranger, the Ranger, the truck had messed up. And I was like, you know, something got to shake, you know what I'm saying, what is it that I can do for me to provide a better life for myself and my wife. You know, and we didn't have any kids at that point at that time. So uh I'm like, what is it that I can do? So I started broaden my horizons, as you were saying, like I looked into every branch of the military. I started with the Air Force myself, then I went to the Navy and then I eventually got to the Army and the army is what I feel like I fit with, and I joined. I knew that going with the army, I would have a career. I would uh, bring stability to my family. Uh, I knew that I would for sure have a job, a good paying job with good benefits, mm-hmm. and I knew that. <laughs> Going into it, it would be hard, not only for me, but for my spouse as well. But I know in the end, it all it will all work out for us. Right. Which is good. Um, like I said, for you to have that, that mindset and that thought to be like, I got to do what's best. Um, it's easy for people to say that, but to be able to do it, it's a whole nother thing. Especially when you're talking about something like the Army, military, like enlisting that ain't no 
do over. Like, you know, you do it, nigga. It's yeah. done. It's done. So, like, <laughs> um, like going up into that process, like getting ready to like sign up, like how you feel like you is it did you kind of get those feels like I'm about to play a football game? Like you nervous, you timid. Like, uh, I definitely had butterfly feelers because you know what I'm saying. Once again, this is this wasn't my element. You know what I'm saying? My whole life I had played football. Mm-hmm. I had done structured shit, but mm-hmm. not as structured as military. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. you know once you get into it, you got to shave your head and shave right. your beard, mustache, all that type of shit. Listen to somebody. You know what I'm saying. And do what they say, as they say, when they say, how they say, and stuff like that. But what was the most, uh, I guess, challenging, hard time? Like, I'm sure it was the time every soldier hit that point. Of like, man, I'm walking away. Like, I ain't about to be doing. Like, you ain't about to, you know, just be all uh, talking crazy. But like, you had a. Did you ever have a moment like, man, I think I may have picked the wrong thing, or you pretty much just stay solid through it all. Uh, I stayed solid because I knew that I have experienced worse than what was coming from the people Your that was training, my drill sergeants and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I have experienced worse and shit like that, but mm-hmm. nothing to that ex- nothing on that level, but I've definitely experienced right. worse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, facts. Coming from where we come from, man. It really wasn't a, I really didn't have a hard time adapting at all. The only thing I really couldn't deal with was being away from somebody that I was with 24 seven. Right. For a year and a half before I even joined. Mm-hmm. Which I can imagine that's tough. Um, I have a hard time. I mean, granted, it's different with, you know, kids and a wife, but kind of not really. But still, like, just having that hard time of being away from, from them for a long time. Like, it's – so I can only imagine you with somebody 24-7 for a year. And then, like I said, it's something like the Army where, I guess, communication is – you're able to communicate, but it's not whenever you want to yeah. type deal. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're in, uh, when you're in training, when you're in boot camp mm-hmm. and ain't – and I oh, let me let me call my wife, see what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's snail mail. You know what I'm yeah. It was points it was points in my time when I was in boot camp and mail call would come around and I know I sent out letters and I know I should be getting a letter, but I haven't even got a letter. Hmm. I'm like, dang, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, did she leave me? She did she cut me out? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Is she, she not with the shits no more? But that that pretty much was the hardest part, and even de- even right. deploying too. Yeah, I can like you said, I can only imagine. Um, is there a time that, or something that's I guess good, funny, like a funny little story? Um, you could probably share that stick out to you, whether it was you in training or you being deployed or. No, nothing really. Um, I really didn't even try to look. I mean, I definitely has. I I've had some moments where I've where I've chuckled and giggled and that made the best of situations. But it's nothing that really sticks out to where I can 
dwell on it, you know? Like, right, right, right. I feel it. It, it, it kind of was a, it is what it is type thing. Like, right. So you be here. So you did four years. Um, got to see what, um, I think you said China, right? You got South to play, Korea. South Korea. That was it? Yeah. So you got to see South Korea. How was that? It was smooth. Yeah. Uh, Seoul is nice. Obviously, I first time being out the country. Yeah. I recommend uh, if you want to go anywhere out of the country, I definitely recommend hitting uh, Seoul, South Korea. Um, just the people over there is different. And the atmosphere is different. Things over there is different. What you see, them eating a live fish, live octopus. All that type of shit. Crazy. True. Crazy. If you, what you see in the movies on these, on these, on the Oriental tip, it it is how it is. How you see it. It's exactly how you see it. That's crazy. Couldn't imagine, dog. That's one of my goals, man. Definitely get out the country. I got a passport um, that expires in five years. So I need to, I got to get on that and get out the country, man. For real, especially with this Rona shit. Um, so yeah, you did four years. You got to see South Korea, and then um, what? You you get discharged, or like you? What led to the to the lead to come back get, home? Uh, if yeah, I got say. discharged. I got I got honorably discharged. Uh, I got out on what they call a family care separation plan, meaning. Uh, I got out, not because my contract has ended. I didn't get put out, but I was separated from the Army because of family reasons. Uh, my spouse, she became ill, and it was compl- and her doctor's appointments, my, our kids' school schedule was conflicted with the time I had to be to work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. it just honorably discharged me on a good note. Honorably discharged means I'm out with no stipulations. I got good standings. I'm able to receive all my VA benefits. Anything that comes after you being out of the military that you can get, I get. So. Stoke. No, um, no PTSD. Uh. How most people would consider it or how they would think it, no. But you can receive post traumatic stress disorder from anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? We could we could have received PTSD just from being in the courts. You know what I'm saying? Just from the environment that we used to live in. Facts. You know what I'm saying? We can receive Facts. PTSD just from just being at Tiffany. Like, oh man, like that environment. Right. right. Facts. Facts. Thinking back on it and how it make you move, but I was, if I would have to say so, yes, just because of the stress and things that were put upon me during my time of service, I would say I definitely have some PTSD. Being in a different country, being away from your wife, uh new experience. Uh I can imagine all that playing a part for Uh sure. You don't you don't have to go to war and 
be fighting in battle to experience PTSD. You can experience PTSD just from even a car crash. Mm-hmm. That's true. Facts. Um, so you get honorably discharged. You back at home. You with the family. Um, y'all got kids now at this point. Two boys. Um, and you know, getting back adjusted to what real life, right? Mm-hmm. Getting back adjusted to nine to fives all of that stuff trying to you know balance certain things now when you can't when you got honorably discharged did you go straight into um the post office because i was what in atlanta right at this time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i didn't go straight into i uh i sat for a minute you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i sat Chill. for a minute yeah. looking for looking for some stuff you know i'm saying spending some time with my family and mm-hmm. and then that's when i in turn joined the post office Right, and um, ain't really gonna get too much into that. Mainly because, like I said, it's that's water under the bridge. Um, we all make mistakes. Um, you know, I've made few. Ain't nobody perfect. Shouldn't nobody be judging other people for making mistakes. Um, but how would you say um, the incident that we know about, like, kind of, I guess, shaped you, your mental, and turned you into, I guess, who you are today, or looking back on it like what's something you can say you learned from it because you got to learn from your mistakes to prevent yeah. it from happening again uh so i just wanted to know like with that particular one like it's kind of heavy so that's what i'm saying <laughs> i just wanted to know how all it, you know. mail is important mail no matter if it's a coupon paper an absentee ballot uh just a paper with a face on it and a phone number all mail is important mail Period. (laughs) And we gonna leave it at that. (laughs) Well, man, um, I'm trying to think, man. Oh, I gotta close him out. Gotta close him out. So we got nine questions with Jet Nine. We got nine questions with Jet Nine. I asked you this off air, but um, you stuck on the island. You got five artists. Who your five artists? Who you listening to on the island? Fire artists. Mm. Are we going by genres or just yo 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 go to you 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 stranded you there? God telling you, hey, I give you five. Don't matter genre, past, present, dead, alive whatever who your five artists that you listening to you get all their hits features and everything uh i'm definitely gonna need chris brown okay. trey songs uh chris brown usher trey songs we got all R and B right now. We got three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. I'm gonna have to rock with. I'm gonna take it back and roll with the Commodores. Okay. I rock with the Commodores, and give me. 
give me Erica Badu. I ain't mad at that at all. So we got Erica Badu, the Commodores, Trey Songs, Chris Brown, and Usher. Okay, I see you. I see you. Um, favorite TV show? Martin. Yeah, we know that. We know that. Um, favorite movie? Man, so many. If I had to pick one yeah. right now. Yeah, movie night. Movie night with the wifey. You throwing on your favorite movie. What you throwing on? Django. Throwing on Django. I'm throwing on Django. Okay. I love okay. Quentin movies. Movies. I love Django. Okay. Okay. I ain't mad at it. Um, and it's based off a true story. A lot of people don't know that. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Um, you remember it, Catch a Freeman, don't you? Catch a Freeman? Yeah, it's Django. Django Freeman. Catch a Freeman come through with his brigade. That's Django. <laughs> I'm about to go watch the Boondocks, man. If y'all don't know, bro. <laughs> Right. You ain't never gonna see a nigga be gone. Like, I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> Man, Catcher Freeman, dog. That's funny as hell. Um, what's your favorite cereal? Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. I was gonna say that. You you do be smashing a Cookie Crisp. Because I did see the honeycombs up there, too. Um, at the old house. You like the honeycombs? No, them wifey's. Oh, Okay. I mean, you used to eat them when you was a kid. Though. Yeah, I used to eat yeah. honeycombs. All right, so I got the island. We got a uh, TV movie cereal. That was four. Uh, what was my fifth one? Oh, drums or flats? Flats. Like the flats, huh? I started to like yeah. the flats more. I used to be a drum dude, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm flats, yeah, I'm rocking with the flats. I'm rocking with the flats. Um. Damn, I forgot my other. Um... Oh shit! I need my book. Yeah, you gonna write these down for next time? No, oh, yeah, I got it. I just gotta. Um, can you get my black book? Talking to wifey on the side of the bed for me, like anything. Um, yeah, bro, I meant that's. I need. I need. Uh. That was five. I got four more questions. What was my other four? I know one, but I want to say that for last, though, because that's a deep. I need you to think about that question. That's deep. Um, let's see. Here we go. What I got down here. Okay, flats and wings. What's your favorite thing to cook? Ooh, with me being a cooker. <laughs> Uh, I probably would have to say my favorite thing to cook. I don't even know, man. I just, I find recipes and tweak recipes and make it my own. It, any, it had to be anything in a chicken family. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I can do anything with some chicken breasts. Some I can lollipop parm. some chicken legs, some chicken parm, some chicken piccata, marcella, chicken marcella, 
Mm-hmm. Some lollipop chicken legs. I can fry the fuck out some chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've had people in their 60s and 70s tell me, literally tell me, they've, I've made the best chicken they've ever had. Like when I've heard, when I first heard my wife's grandmother tell me that, that's when I knew good at chicken. Right. She damn near 72 and she told me, you make the best chicken I've ever had. And she come from number streets, my nigga. Shout out. Shout out, shout to, out, everybody from the, shout out to everybody from the number streets in Detroit. Okay. You feel it. Um, favorite snack? Twizzlers. I thought you was going to say Rice Krispies. Um, the best advice you've received recently or one of your favorite books? Uh, I can answer both of those. My favorite book definitely would have to be Power. Um, and the best advice. Who is that by? Who is Power by? You know? Uh, I don't know the author name on top. Okay. But, uh, it's a it's an orange book with a purple label down going down the middle say power. Okay. Um I know what you're talking about. Forty eight laws of power. Forty eight laws of power. Yeah. Okay. I got that book written down. Order that. That's next. But the best advice I received lately was to who told me some wise lately I can't even <laughs> think for real because I haven't even good. really ta- I haven't even really talked to much people but I would have to say that anything anybody ever told me was stay humble and keep faith Mhm. No, that's cool because I know that's kind of like a tough one. That's why I got the book, you know, in there. They kind of align with each other. Mhm. Um, all right, you got four people at a dinner. Any four people you want, who gonna be at your dinner? Do the Obamas count as one, or they count as two? I give you one. I got the Obamas. I got the Obamas. Then I'll take. I need Harry and Meghan Marco. Give me Sean King. One more. And give me Lil Duval. You gotta have an ignorant motherfucker in there. Yeah, I gotta have somebody to to spice it up. 
I gotta have somebody that's to lighten a, up the world. Yeah, that's a powerful table. Make everybody that, uh, smile. Yeah, that that Prince Harry one. That's crazy. Threw me off. Threw me off. Um, I rocks. I rocks with the royal family. I feel it. Um, last question. One thing you want people to know about you. I am not the person that I'm not the person. I am not the person from the mistakes I have made. There we go. Like it. Not the person from the mistakes that I have made. I like that, Cuzzo. I like it, baby. You know what it was? Had Cuzzo first episode on the pod, man. You know how it is, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Chris Breezy, dog. This is a banger right here, boy. A banger. Hey, get him. Hey. Hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where we at with it? Uh. Uh. Down bang. Man, I appreciate you, big bro. First episode. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate everything you're doing. I love this podcast thing. Thanks. I appreciate you, know. you kicking off the first episode with me. You I'm going to be tuning in. I'm going to tell everybody about it. Hey, ship of love on my end. Whether mm-hmm. it's good, bad, in between. Hey, I'm, I have no room to judge for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, bro. I I got love for everybody. Like I said, no matter what the differences is, no matter what the problems may be, no matter Amen. what people has went through, no matter people have may have said about others, I show love to everybody. You know what I'm saying? I just that's just me. Right, and like I said, man, with all that's going on right now, uh, rest in peace, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, um, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. We, um, we need to always be love over hate. And no matter what color you are, uh, what the differences is, man, it's about right and wrong, respect, disrespect. Um, and for real, man, love for all, dog. It's 2020 and uh-huh. we still dealing with stuff that our great, great, great parent, great grandparents didn't dealt with. Like, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to keep the faith. Uh, we're going to keep it rocking and rolling. And, um, you know, we're going we gonna to get another episode in, man, when we get the when we get the TB, the, um, I don't know what, the TB2 delivery uh, food truck popping or something. <laughs> I know you're working on something. I'm definitely working on something, bro. Definitely working on something. It's something going to be coming in the way, in the space, real mm-hmm. soon. I'm not even going, I'm not even, it's coming. No, yeah, Trust right. Me. No, yeah, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, man. But before I do, it's only right that I got to play one more. You know what it is. Let me see. You know how we used to get down. I told y'all at the beginning of the show, we started out with Houdini. Shout out my uncle, man. What up, Nuck?
Uh, y'all probably don't even know who that is, man. Addicted to music and maybe it's the classic. I gotta use it. What? Come on, man. Airy B rock him. Even if the jazz or the quiet storm. I'm doing in a hip hop form, you know. But all right, man. That's a wrap. First episode in the field podcast. I'm your host. Marcus, MB, MOB, MB4, whatever you want to call me. I appreciate me. you having um, me, man. You already know, man. We missing my cuzzo. Um, he the other half um, of the podcast, In the Field podcast with Marcus and Dion. His name Deontay, but, you know, he won't be fancy, be Dion. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, man, follow us, dog. In the Field. That's I-N-T-H-A-F-I-E-L-D. In the Field. Um, on Twitter. Uh, we got the page on Facebook. Uh, we got more content coming soon, man. So y'all be on the lookout for it. Hope y'all support it. Um, comment, post. I'm I'm here for all the feedback, man. I'm here for all the feedback. Um, Cuzzo, big bro. Love you, Brody. Appreciate Love you, dog. Too, bro. Love you too, bro. If y'all ain't following, and if y'all ain't follow me, follow me on Instagram. Oh yeah, throw it at, all out there. Yeah. At Mr. Beerum too, and you can go ahead and add my business page on there too. At Intimate Delectables. It's at intimate underscore delectables. Okay. Hey, and that's Bureau, man. That's B E A U R E M. As in Mary. U R E M. Bureau. You know, Mr. Bureau, number two. You feel me? Hey, you remember when we used to run tracking? Uh, when we would finish the final leg, we had to go to the stand at Warmont and write our name down like. <laughs> Today, but how do you spell it? Oh, who's all, who's all in your relay? Name everyone. <laughs> no, and, let me write it. <laughs> and you know that it took me probably until I want to say my junior or senior year in college to like tell people like like how to pronounce our last name, like beer and rum. And rum. Like that's that's yeah. what I would tell them. Like literally, it's yeah. beer. Like it's two beer drinks. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. It's crazy. It took me that long to be like, all right, yeah, that's how you say it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I ain't never broke it down like that. But yeah, man, it's been a good one, dog. I can't wait to get this and post it out there, man, for the people to see. You know what it is. Sure. Give my love to the fam, bro. We'll be chopping it up, man. Love you, for bro. For sure, bro. Love you too, man.